Well, hello, I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And, and this, this is Married, married to Hollywood. Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and the industry. Hello. Hi. I know I normally count down, I count it up. It made me and laugh. And it confused you. I know. I was like, oh, oh. But yep, no, it was all I wasn't good. just doing one go. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute. I can actually see your face. This is like a yeah. nice that we had to move the ring light yesterday. We needed to take it downstairs, and so it's not blocking in between the desk. Yeah, in between our desks, uh, as as usual. So hello, hi. it's nice to see you. Yeah, for How a little bit. Are you? I'm busy. Holy cow! Let's go. It has been a crazy two weeks. <laughs> we have a lot to catch up but on. First, why we weren't able to record last week. Yes. Baby girl and I are absolutely fine, but we had a scare that took place last Wednesday, and we normally record on Wednesdays, and I went into my fix-it mode of, all right, well, we're waiting for the doctor to call back. Let's hop on and do the podcast as I'm, like, trying not to cry, and Jason was like, are you crazy? Amelia? <laughs> <laughs> are you real right now? So Let's... then on Thursday, I mean, I was on bed rest on Thursday, and I was like, do you want to just do it? today and we'll just put it up and he looked at me and went honey we can we can wait a week so thank you for making me we don't have anybody who's going to be recording these um in our absence so until we have grown to the point at which we have somebody to run back up for us a guest guest host host and and all of that the most important thing is your health and yes but no we're fine very long story short i i was uh washing my lunch dish and I bent over to put it in the dishwasher and had a blindingly sharp what felt like a labor pain. So there are cramps you get in pregnancies. There's Braxton Hicks, which are small contractions mm-hmm. that kind of get the body ready. Then there are undeniable, unmistakable labor, holy ouchie, it's happening pain. And it was one of these j- insanely sharp jab pains, which could be baby leaning on nerve around ligament pain, which I'm feeling a lot more this pregnancy. It wasn't that. And it caused me to drop and break a dish which is what initially made me cry was that I broke a dish. Um, but then it was eight to nine hours of radiating dully but painful all across the lower abdomen, which is a sign you're going into ex- in very premature labor. labor. Yeah. So we had to, I was on the phone with the nurses and they were paging the doctors and they kind of rushed me in to see the specialist and, but everything wound up being fine. Yeah. Um, since we talk about everything, not to do not TMI, my cervix is beautiful, they said, not open <laughs> at all. I was back again yesterday for a regularly scheduled appointment, and I said, it feels like baby girl it's tap is dancing. tap dancing in stiletto heels directly on my hoo-ha. Like, these kicks have been so low, and sure enough, yesterday, when they did the cervix exam, they, they go up, and we see it appear on the screen, and then we just see her little feet right there, and she is actively kicking down on it and they all started laughing they said are you feeling it right now I was like oh yeah I went it's not <laughs> not as sharp as the other night when she was like jabbing me but we all we all laughed so to see her moving around knowing my cervix is not opened at all it's perfect everything's fine but um it was scary and yeah. I, I was put on bed rest for a few days and we had to see if there was any bleeding and it was a lot and and but we're fine we're fine. How did you? How were you with all of that? Because I know you kind of had to step up and be with Lila more and put her to bed more. And honestly, once I knew that there was no spotting, bleeding, and that the doctors weren't rushing you into the emergency room, mm-hmm. I was fine. Okay. Because at that point, it was just like, all right, let's just manage the situation. Right. Because, like, if you had started bleeding or anything like that, that's when I would have like really gone that's to freak out mode. Yeah. But uh, you know. It, 
like most things in life. The panic is over for me, so I'm over it. <laughs> See, and I'm always the, the the calm kind of during and then freak out after. And I think once they put me on bed rest and then the bleeding didn't happen, that's when I went uh, and yeah. like fell apart. Um, and Lila did not like seeing me in bed like no, that. No, she doesn't. At she gets all. worried. About she gets you. really yeah. worried. But it was very sweet. You guys brought me breakfast in bed, and you and brought me dinner. With and you. She snuggled. It was very sweet. It, it was. It was very. It's sweet. It's nice to see how empathetic our daughter is and how much she cares. And then uh, I love when you, you know, like you juxtapose that with you put a camera in front of her, and she's the biggest ham in the world. Biggest ham. It's so funny. Yesterday piggybacking off that, I didn't even tell you this. I was getting her dressed and I was having her help me and she was losing her balance. And so little kids, you know, they'll put their arm around you, around your shoulder if you're helping them put on pants Mm -hmm. or whatever we're doing. And she accidentally, it was a complete accident. She was losing her balance. So she went to grab my shoulder and poked me in my eye, like right as I was getting ready to leave for the doctor. And you know, when you get that pressure, like a poke in the eye and it's like, ouch, ouch for a second, your eye waters, then you open it and it's fine. I couldn't reopen my eye. Like I kept trying to open it and it's, it was, I was afraid she scratched the cornea yesterday and I was saying, you know, Ow, and she goes, mommy, are you okay? Are you okay? I said, honey, I know it was an accident. It's all, it's all right. It, you know, mommy's eye hurts. And it had been about five minutes and I still couldn't open my eye. And she started crying and saying <laughs> she was sorry. And she goes, I hurt you. And she got really upset. And so I knelt down like this with one eye shut <laughs> and we always talk to her about it. And even today, like whenever I blink my eye, it's a little sore. Yeah, yeah you probably got a little cut in there. Yeah, it hurt, but it was a total accident. Yeah, but when she realized happen. that she had even accidentally hurt me, she was so, that's just the sweet, empathetic nature of her. Yeah. And that was, that was That's her cute. girl. So going back to what we were going to talk about last week, just because I want to say it just for a minute, we had our first real family outing post-pandemic. Yes. And we went to Butler's Orchard with Lila to go strawberry picking. It was very cute. I feel like I enjoyed it, even though it was horrendous more than you. Not horrendous. It was really hot. It was really hot. It was really stressful. And I think if it... I'm already... Really don't enjoy being around large groups of people without the pandemic. Oh God, me too. But you add on top of that the fact that I don't know how many of these people are vaccinated. I know. Not everybody's wearing their mask properly. Like I know. It's anxiety inducing. Lila did a great job wearing her mask. We got a bunch of cute pictures and photos. And she was so happy picking those strawberries. And she asked to wear she wore her strawberry her dress. strawberry dress to go strawberry picking, which was so cute because I was planning on putting her in that, but then when she asked, it just like warmed yeah. my heart. And we had we had a lot of fun and yeah. it blew my mind. Because we did go to Butler's Orchard in October when they would only let like 10 people in at a time mm-hmm. um, to get pumpkins for Halloween. Yeah, we'd pick up some friends. And we couldn't do any of the the rides or the well, amusements because they, they weren't going yeah. because of COVID. Lila loves anything Halloween. It cracks me up. She talks about it all the time. She always wants to sing Halloween songs and talks about... She just likes holiday songs in general. Holiday in general, but Halloween specifically, which yeah. makes me makes me smile. Anyway, we get on the tractor tram, which takes us to the little strawberry patch. And there's a point in Butler's Orchard where you go left or right. And the tram turns left. And Lila looks at me and she goes, but mommy, the pumpkin patch is that way. Where's the pumpkin patch? <laughs> I don't and know I how she like, remembers. Oh, my goodness gracious. I was like, you're absolutely right. I said, but it's springtime now, almost summer. 
we're going to go to the strawberry patch. She goes, but I just love the pumpkin patch and it's that way. And so I, you know, said to her, we'll come back in October before baby sister is born. I mean, I will be huge by then and we will uh, get the, we'll see. Oh no, I think it'll be great. And we'll get, and we'll get it. And she was, I just, my mind was blown. I just don't like the idea of having my nearly full term pregnant pregnant wife wife walking around in the fields. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but it just boggled my mind that she truly remembered it because she was two years and three months. But she pointed in the right direction and said, the pumpkin patch is that way. And I talked to my mom about it and she was sharing stories that Seth had done and I had done and like that we had all done. It is incredible what two-year-olds truly mm-hmm. do, not just retain like sponges, but recall and remember when it's something special to them. And it, it blew my mind and I loved it. I'm so glad. And I'm glad we got to do it. I know it was stressful, but I'm glad we got to do it as a family. It was a very stressful day. Well, we had to take two cars because you had to go to that open house. Yeah, I know. We had to up the stress, but it was worth it, and I'm glad we did it. Me too. So glad we did it. Yeah. How have you been work-wise the last two weeks? I'm just tired. I've been slammed. Um, Everything's happening, and then I have to get ready for everything happening, and then I don't know what's happening after the current circumstance, like the current wave of business. I don't know what's happening after that, and that is... Starting to make me a little nervous. Yeah. Uh, the up, the highs and lows of real estate are high and low. They are um, indeed. But yeah, you know, um, I was excited that we got a, an opportunity to put an audition on tape yesterday. Yeah, that was, was really, so fun. Really excited that we got to see some friends from LA. No and Erica were in town for Hi. Chris and Beth's wedding. Um, that so was nice. It was nice. really nice to see them uh, and just. Just catch up with people who we spent a decade of our lives with, who we now don't get we, to see any, with any regularity. I know. Um, and I don't. I'm just still just rushing around dealing with so much. I can't believe it's already almost a year since we've moved here. We're about to hit the year mark, yeah. and I think that's weighing on both of us and weighing on us differently. Yeah, I would and say very, it's causing I, some some tension and additional. I would like say it's not weighing, weighing on me. I, no, it's weighing on me. Yeah. I, but we're, I think we're both approaching the one-year mark and knowing we're going to be here for at least a year, we're approaching it emotionally differently. And I think it's really interesting when we're trying to communicate how that's coming out a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, it's a, I just well, it's a big, That's I'm okay. Just tired. It's a big, it's a big deal. Eh. I mean, it's like... Is it? It, it is. It's, you know... <laughs> there's Can a, you there's explain a what's going it. on that for you then? There, there, there's like way too much. This okay. would turn into like a six hour thing. Okay. Um, but just the whole thing of we knew this was going to be temporary. Mm-hmm. Now we're having a baby. Mm-hmm. We're staying here at least a year longer in my parents' house than we had anticipated uh-huh. because the renters are staying at the townhouse. Mm-hmm. Now we're trying to figure out, all right, is there a way to bypass the townhouse completely and next year move to... I would like back to Los Angeles or to Atlanta, but take that next step Mm -hmm. in our lives. And what in the world does that look like? And the fact that this whole year has gone by is, I don't even quite have the right word to articulate it. It's such a host of wacky emotions. Mm -hmm. And so much of it is positive. So much of it in this experience really, truly, when you really look at it, has been positive. But yeah. then I'd say it's vast, vastly more positive than anything. Vastly, else. vastly, especially once we adjusted to like this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just a, still a lot to it of life and what we want to do and how are we going to do that is overwhelming. Okay, we'll just we'll we'll encapsulate it in that word overwhelming. Okay. Do you want to give your ninety second 
<laughs> it is what it is. We have to do better with it. Yeah. There you go. That's my whole thing. Wow, that's like three seconds. All that's, right. I, I, there's no emotion about it. <laughs> See, that's the difference. It, you can't tell me there's no emotion about it. I mean, there's emotion day to day about it, but yeah. that's a day to day thing. It's not something that I'm carrying with me every day that's weighing on me every day. Really? Yeah, I couldn't care. I'm. This is an incredibly, we, we have been gifted an opportunity. I'm incredibly grateful for it. And I think more than anything, the opportunity that this all presents overwhelms any of my negative feelings about it now. That makes me really happy to hear, actually. I'm glad, but I would say don't let how I feel about it in any way affect your ability to process. No, I know, but a lot of how I feel and take on is I do worry and concern I, about you. And I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so. I, I'm trying, I, I think one of the things that we've struggled with probably over the majority of our relationship is your wanting to kind of like manage yourself mm-hmm. by being concerned about how it's going to impact me as opposed to communicating about where we're at. Yeah. You're trying to like uh, tiptoe around certain things. And it, it's interesting because you and I try to do the same things to each other. We try to lead each other, but you try to but do in it. very different yeah, ways. Yeah, you try to do it much more passively. And I don't mean passive aggressive. Yeah. I just mean passively. And... Or as I try to be much more aggressive about it. But either way, because we're not communicating what we're doing, it doesn't land well. It doesn't land right. So, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I'm I'm just grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful for the people that I'm I'm working with now. I wish we there was more to be doing artistically here that was not uh, about thinking about being someplace else. But I just... We're lucky. Not a we lot are. of people who would have been in our same circumstances or who were in our same circumstances in any major city who were forced to move because of income restrictions due to COVID and this, that, or the other have had the opportunity to bounce back the way that we have. That we and have. Yeah. I think any any negative emotion associated with it is um, thoughts and feelings of um, a younger bygone versions of ourselves and if we hold on to those of course we're going to have regrets and feel weird and feel gross about things but i'm just sitting here smiling as he's saying this this is this is putting my heart at at huge ease hearing you say these things well i would love (sighs) to just tell you if you asked me these things no we've (laughs) talked about this kind of thing at at length no but by the time that i want to talk about it yeah i'm at a height of something that is true so that is very and true. When you want to talk about it, I'm generally trying to go to sleep. So, or first thing, in the, I will say this: not to like air dirty laundry or going to couples therapy again, but this this drove me crazy, but cracked me up at the same time. There have mul- there have been multiple times over the last few months where sometimes we don't really get to see each other until we're getting ready for mm-hmm. bed, and we're going through calendar, or I'll have certain questions that I've had during the day. Or I will have voxed you and you didn't see or receive mm-hmm. my vox. And so we're trying to get through all that stuff. And he he looked at me, it was like maybe three months ago. And you went, honey, I am brain dead after 10 p.m. I, my, my days are long. My days are exhausting. We cannot talk about important things after 10 p.m. Can that just be a rule? And I went, okay, okay. Yeah, no, that can be a rule. That can be a rule. So then... First thing in the morning, because sometimes those are also the only times we get to see each other and talk about important things. I will bring up these things, whether it's about appointments or bills or whatever we have to talk about. And he gets gruff and and pushy and 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 prickly. And about two weeks ago, you went, honey, I am waking up 
I haven't had coffee, which he has said to me many times in the past. Um, you cannot talk to me about important things first thing in the morning. So in my head, I'm like, all right, I can't talk to you first thing in the morning and I can't talk to you when we're trying to wind down. When are we supposed to talk You about could talk to me things? about them as they come up. But I try sometimes and you're like, it's, it's sometimes you're not home or you don't get a message and that's just, it's just part of what's happening. We're figuring out our flow. But it made me go, when the freak are we supposed to talk? And then I started laughing because he was like, do not talk to me past 10 p.m. Do not talk to me first thing in the morning. And I was like, okay. Well. <laughs> but again, that's part of the ebb and flow and figuring it out. There's also, there's also the, how about I don't find out about things while recording the podcast that we've been working on too. <laughs> that's, 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 yes. No, I know. Because you've made decisions and done things. No, I'm not saying negatively or positive or any of that. I'm not judging that. But there are times I'll be like, I've started this course. And he's uh, like, what? Why, <laughs> why am I finding this out about this now? No, to I be know. very fair though, you could have told me. And the way my mind has been for the last two few months, if there not are years, times where I do tell right you through. things and then you're like, we didn't talk about it. And I'm like, yes, we did. And that's just part of marriage and dynamic. And a lot of it is the circumstance we're in as well. But, um, but it's good. And I'm really glad you got to attend class last night. Yeah. I got to put up work in class for the first time in what feels like years. How'd that feel? Good. Yeah. yeah it was good. nice to be back. Yay. Are you going to do the scene again next week? The or? same scene? No. Well, sometimes you work on the same scene more than one, no. one time. No, I'll do another, we'll do another scene. Another scene from the yeah. same. That's same, awesome. Yeah, we're working on Dexter, first season. That's such a good show for you. That's such yeah, a good I'm character. Not that. Well, technology. Yep, something cable fell I out. had a little blip. That's okay. So you're not Dexter. No, I'm, I'm Rudy. I'm Brian. I'm his brother. That's awesome. Yeah, because awesome. uh, other actors in the studio have been working on it for a lot longer than me. So That's really cool. Yeah. Yay. That's awesome. Thanks. So over the last two weeks, especially for the little bit when I was on bed rest, we finally watched some stuff yeah. and we've been watching a lot of stuff. All right. So what we want to cover is in the Heights. Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone. First season. Or first and, episode and of Loki. Loki. All right. What do you want to start with? In the Heights. In the Heights. What did you think? Uh, overall, I think that is what a movie musical is supposed to be. I mm -hmm. enjoyed some of the adaptation. Um, I really have largely enjoyed the way it's been received. I've been very curious. I mean, it's really interesting as a, a white person with my um, immigrant experience to like see some of the crit criticism of the movie. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think it's very much like the American dream. It's the American story. Yeah. And I really, really liked it. And I think that uh, it made me hate La La Land that much more. <laughs> I know you shouted that like halfway through. Multiple times. It just makes you think like, oh, this is how you make a movie musical. Right. Not that BS that they made. And tried <laughs> that to then like, got all the Academy. And they like shoved it down your throat how yes, good did. of a movie that was. And it's like, well, the music was And eh. how groundbreaking. And it wasn't groundbreaking. Yeah. It was like a poor man's version of Singing in the Rain. <laughs> and... In the Heights is like, oh, this is how you do it. I mean, my gosh, the musical numbers, the choreography, those dancers, the... The acting. The acting was... I mean, Anthony <laughs> Ramos, Ramos was unbelievable, and I love seeing his his star climb. I don't know if you watched the, the Sunday morning uh, no. clip on him. It, it's I'll, I'll show you to you later. It's, okay. really, it's really quite good, but it tells a little of his story and how he even got part of Hamilton in the mixtape and how he got that role and... Mm. I loved him in A Star is Born a couple yeah, years great. ago. And so to see this happen now, we were watching with my parents and I paused it at one point. I went, you realize who that is, right? Because they're huge Hamilton fans. And they said, no, I went, that's the original Lawrence. And they were like, wait, what? I was like, yeah. And then he's Philip in the second half. And they were like, oh my gosh. And I love seeing the little 
act, the homages, actor cameos yeah. and homages. Um, the only the only real Hamilton Hamilton one and that cracked me up when Jimmy Smith is on hold on the phone. The hold music it's elevator style, but it's da 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 da. Which is you'll you'll be back. Which is you'll be back from which Hamilton, is, and which, that cracked me up. Which is also like an even it, it like it's even more relevant within the film as well because it's like it's multiple if you layers. look at the layers yeah, of the meaning yeah, of really that cool. yeah but i thought all of the the leads were i loved seeing Corey. i thought he was fabulous Corey Hawkins, yeah, it was um and i loved the two girls i think the one playing nina they found in a nationwide search i think and the one playing vanessa has been around for a bit oh, and she uh, was everybody excellent was really well daphne and rutabaga was incredible the grandmother her song oh uh, my gosh yeah. Um, they did have to cut a couple numbers because, you know, Broadway musicals two and a half to three hours. So they did have to cut a few things. I kept wondering, isn't there, because I only saw the show once. I was like, where's Nina's mom? And then I was like, maybe I'm remembering that wrong. And Emma went, no, she has a whole song. It's a whole thing. And they chose in the movie to cut her, to cut her and that she wasn't alive. Mm. And I was like, interesting, but I get why they did it. They also had to merge a couple characters, yeah. but that's, that's it's, what you do when you're doing film adaptation. Um, Overall, it was really well received. I was, I don't want to say surprised, because again, like you said, like we're white, we're this, we're that. It's hard yeah. to, but reading Lin-Manuel's apology of the lack of a dark, dark skin lead in that world, it was a very interesting, that was kind of one of the biggest uproars, which respect I, I get, but these four were so incredible. It's It's hard to think like, uh, they were just so amazing. Well, it it just it speaks to the fact that um, white Western culture doesn't always understand how visually and culturally diverse the people are that we forced into. Yeah. Like there were not Afro Latino people before white people conquered the Caribbean and brought slaves. And as a result, we should acknowledge wow. that yeah. by allowing their skin tones and their stories to be present. To all be present. And it's one of those things where even though Lynn is, um, he's Puerto Rican, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even though he is of Puerto Rican heritage, it shows even then he still has, like, there are still remnants and misunderstandings because of the colonization of the West. Yeah. And... It, it's an important conversation to have. I don't think that it should be the kind of thing that taints the film. But again, that's my perspective no, as a me too. white man. Me too. So I, I respect and understand yeah. what people are saying from that point of view. But I thought it was so solid. And I went in with lower expectations. I would, I would say take the butt out and make it an and. 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 Thank you. Yes. And. Um, I did go in with much lower expectations because movie musicals, this is where critic Amelia gets really intense. Um, do not put a musical on film and screw it up. I will get mad. And a lot of times they get screwed up. So well, I just, just I went in with lower. Old movie musicals are so good. It was a different formula. It was a different way of doing it in the golden age of, of cinema and musical. It was just done differently. Yeah. Um, but the second this started, I am a sucker for the rhythmic things as the gate is opening and closing and the hose is squirting on the syncopated rhythm. And it just, it got me right away. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, Jason and I kind of looked at each other and went, Masquerade from Phantom of the Opera, oh, where there's, it, and you look at 
this choreography and what they're doing. And it's mind blowing. Yeah, it at is the scale. And en- so entertaining, really well done. I highly recommend it. And I, I liked it a whole lot more yeah. than I was planning. I really I enjoyed had no, it. I had no expectations. I'm just a Lynn Manuel fan. And it was good yeah. to just see that. And like it makes me that much more excited for West Side Story, which is coming up. I'm still nervous about it. And it makes me really but excited for uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, because Lynn Manuel's directing Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, my gosh. Or directed Tick, When Tick, that Boom. trailer dropped last week, I got so really good. excited. I got, I got Andrew Garfield. Goosebumps is Jonathan Larson. He really transformed a, into it for the role. Well, and he's, he's a very attractive version of Jonathan okay, Larson. Okay, fair, fair. But like even the mannerisms. I mean, when you think of well, the interviews of, and archives. There's a lot of video. He just, no, I know. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield, a phenomenal actor. Yeah. But I was very nervous about that one coming to screen. Really nervous. Me too. Um, and I'm thrilled that Lynn is directing and I'm excited to see it. Yeah. I really am. So yay. Movie musicals. Movie musicals. I loved it. So Shadow and Bone, you didn't like it as much as I did. I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it. It's got fantasy elements. It is a better script. It is better acted. The stakes are higher. Everything about it is better than than Fate, Fate, the Winx saga that we just watched, which is not a good show, but was a lot of fun. This just didn't grab me. I kept waiting for it to grab me. I think the show it was fun though. The show leans on the fact that there's gravitas, um, maybe as opposed to uh, as opposed to necessarily having the writing or the visual elements um, specifically communicate things. Yeah, they don't hold your hand as much, which sometimes, especially after coming off of Fate, the Wing Saga, where they held your hand and beat you with everything. This <laughs> one is like. No, we're just going to tell our story. We have a lot of narrative elements. We have a lot of things that build our exposition and all yeah. of that. But if you don't get it... And there were parts I really did yeah. like and enjoy. No, no. But I, I, I mean to say that, like, there... As, a sto- as storytelling goes, I really enjoyed how formulaic it was as well. Yeah. Because I knew exactly what was happening. I didn't... I didn't Nothing happened that was unexpected. That was totally unexpected. At the end of episode eight, because it's just it's an eight episode thing, season two has officially been announced. It does make you go, ooh, okay, this is going to be fun when it comes yeah. back. How are they going to pick it up from here? Um, ben Barnes, by the way, he, he grew a, up. He's an attractive man. He grew up. A very attractive man. Jason looks at me, he goes, You got a type, Amelia? kid. You got a type. <laughs> I was like, clearly I do. I, I never saw him as you got a type. attractive before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh. Look at young Ben Barnes oh. and then look at photos of Ryan. It's really going to be fun for oh. you. Yeah, no, I can see that. <laughs> Especially when Ryan was a Orsino in Twelfth Night. There's a very similar yeah, look yeah, to that. Enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ryan would be her, your ex-boyfriend. Uh, that was my... Long-term my, ex-boyfriend. My college, college sweetheart, yes. Um, and Shadow and Bone. Okay. Now, for me, what I'm excited about, and we need to hurry up and finish this so we can watch the newest episode. Yeah, I know. What did you think about the pilot for Loki? Oh, is that all we're going to say about Shadow and Bone? Shadow and Bone. I'm done with it because I want to move on to You don't want to go into any of the actors or anything that we were talking about? Costuming was really cool, told an evocative story. They uh, really did a great job of setting the geography up of the world. They built a really big, expansive... I want to say it's like late 19th century, maybe yeah, mid 19th century. Maybe mid 19th century. Um, when you look at the 
just the, the fashions. The wealthier fashion of the, the... The fashions, the availability of te- certain technologies. The way the like army that. bases were. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That, the that, type of rifles and things right. they were using late, mid to late 19th century. Yeah. Maybe early 20th. Um, but it was it was really cool. Uh, I like the existence of magic in their world. Me too. I like the fact that magic isn't magic. It's actually a science. Um, it's a science, but you have to be born with it. You have to so, have genetic so predisposition to yeah. it, which is cool because it's like you know mutants, which makes me lo- love it more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just liked Shadow and Bone. Um, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I, I just th- I wanted to love it. I didn't love it, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But I wanted to love it. See, because I I really think that I I hope uh, Winx doesn't get a second season. Oh, it already has. <sighs> Why? <laughs> Why? I mean, good for those actors. Good for everybody in production. Just write a better season. I mean, they killed the best character at the end. And I'm like, what? Of the first... Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not saying who it is. That's, that's true. Yeah, no. It's, ugh. <laughs> I don't make me watch it. I'm much more excited for The Witcher to come back. Yeah, I'm excited for that The Witcher too. That show I love. I want to play those video games uh, and read those books. They have Witcher video games? You don't know about the witch video games? No, you'll never leave the office. You'll be in here <laughs> playing nope. it all night. <laughs> That's the goal. Um, okay. I did not know that. All Focus. Right. Loki. Focus. Loki. Stop Focus. being so I'm mischievous. I'm a fun night to get Loki. I'm a fun night to get Loki. That's super dated reference. I know, but you know what I mean. And I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. What did you think, babe? I really liked it. Me too. I think it's the best of it's these the shows best MCU so far. Show. And apparently, yes. apparently it's also going to be the most world building for their, the cinematic universe of all three. Oh, have they have they said that? Yeah. Okay. Well, because this is the only one that's going to get multiple seasons. Yes. I, I, they yeah. officially announced this last week that WandaVision is not getting a season two. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, there was, they were saying no, but then I, there was like I maybe yes. And Elizabeth Olsen this week was like, well, it's she's, not happening. Well, and she just got married. And she's got to she's got to film like two or three more movies, I think. As Wanda, yeah. how many more does she have? She's got Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, and then she's probably got one or two more team up films that she's got lined up. I would imagine. Wow. I'd have to like see if I can find the details of that contract. Tiny side tangent before we go back to Loki. Uh-huh. How would you feel as an actor? Because it's like the kind of thing of talk about a dream of mm-hmm. getting a role like Chris Hemsworth became Thor and didn't it was a no name essentially beforehand yeah. for 10 years and is this huge thing and and you get to be this character for so long and all these different projects and you're making money mm-hmm. and there's fans and it's amazing and then you are forever that character how would you feel booking something like that is that is that a, a goal you still want to do would you rather uh, I don't be know the, I don't know if it's a goal. I think having goals that are that specific as far as like, I want to book work, like having... No, Maybe goals the wrong Having word. a specific... Okay. What did you mean then? How would you feel as an actor booking something like that? It's the biggest, most, like, uh, how could you not be incredibly grateful for that? Yeah. Like the fact that Terrence Howard just like... Bit. Bl- blew up he his... blew... Yeah. Like whether or not that's Robert Downey Jr. who actually blew it up. Or Terrence Howard, I, I guess. But like you almost forget that it, before Don Cheadle, it was Terrence Howard. I don't. You don't? <laughs> no. I, I Don do. Don Cheadle's getting a TV show now, too. I love Don Cheadle. Called Armor Wars. It's going to follow him as... Uh, no way. Yeah, Very War Machine. cool. Very cool. That's just something as an actor, as an artist. I would being love like, to do it. You work, you work, you're trying, you're trying, you're auditioning, you're auditioning, you're not booking. Who's and then Aniston? you book something like that. Who's Jennifer Aniston? Exactly. She's forever Rachel from Friends, but she also then 
but got lucky and but she the, did other things. No, she didn't get lucky. Well, she did, she but did. she also put in the work. And the thing is, of course is, she did. Of course she did. But she became kind of a sweetheart of gives you a platform. for a while. Gives you a platform. It gives you a platform, and it gives you a platform to. Um, you might not be able to demand certain work, but yeah. if you're smart with your finances, um, you can produce things that you want to do. Because if you think about Benedict Cumberpatch, he was around. Before he was Doctor Strange. I loved him in Atonement. He wasn't a known actor. But he was he Doctor was... Who. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I was talking with Julia earlier, and she loves Doctor Strange. He's Doctor Who. Thank you, baby. No, no, no. He was also Doctor Who at one point. Right, on the on the other... In BBC. In BBC. He was huge and around for a long time before he took on a role, or he was cast like this. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston, to come back into Loki, he was basically a no-name. He was almost Thor. It was yeah, and then Chris and I mean, yeah. it just they were these essential no names who hadn't done much yeah. to then be catapulted to stardom by these roles. Yeah. So it's just these things of like I know Chris Hemsworth and he's really tried to do some other films and some of them have been great, but there's always a bit of a pushback from critics because he's Thor in their minds. Yeah. So just just from an artist's point of view, I was just curious what you think about that kind of a thing. Um, I would love it. I would too. <laughs> I don't think that, you know, to, to be typecast, like, great, let me go here and, you know, uh, whatever metaphor you want for doing something superlatively well, like, let me knock this one thing out of the park again and again and again and show you again and again and again that I can do that so well that you trust me then to do other things. Trust me to do other things and, and then build I, your, your finances, literally, no, to but, be able to make your passion projects and do what you want to do as well. But if you only see me as Thor... You know what? People love Thor. They're going to come Thor. see Thor in a rom-com. Yes, they are. They might feel weird yes, when they're they watching are. it and realize that it's not Thor <laughs> and they might end up not liking the film. But yeah. guess what? They already bought their ticket. I did my job. That's true. So that's the... That's but the, like I've heard actors in, in that position where they're like, I'm so done with this. I have to get out of this contract. I can't <laughs> make 10 films of this. I got to only make But it. also it's exhausting in a different way too. Yeah. Because it's not like you're doing... Um, th- to stay in that physical shape for that length of time... There's certain luxuries of, of life, life you don't get to you, enjoy in the same sacrificed. way. Yeah. Um, there yeah. are just certain realities, like in order to maintain that fitness, also, as you get older, it gets progressively and progressively harder, and you need <laughs> more and more pharmaceutical assistance, probably. Um, I imagine, oh, wait, oh, that, okay. imagine a lot of those guys are you think? on 100%. No. 100%. Oh, I don't want to think about that. That they're on steroids? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's oh, not good God. for your body long term. If you you don't think they have doctors monitoring them at all times? I'm sure they have doctors monitoring them at all times. Yeah, those doctors are the ones that are administering the steroids. You know what I mean. Look, they're not trying to compete in a sport. I have no problem with it. Yeah. And even if they were competing in a sport, I'm totally okay with steroids and sports as long as everyone can have it. There's that Olympic sprinter who was just... Uh, uh, or not sprinter, a runner. She was just banned for four years because of a... A, a positive test? Except she's never taken them and she and she's like she tried to appeal and appeal and appeal there's a certain kind of i'm gonna i don't remember the name but it it begins with an n that can come from pig organ meat Uh and she had had a burrito and she realized that it was from that and she had she had people test her hair she has tried to appeal this so many times and the initial lab has been like no and she was like primed to be the number one of the number one runners in the Olympics this year. Wow. And she's devastated and understandably so because she didn't do it. Whereas there are people who do it and truly do it in sports and everyone get should away be able with to, it. And everyone should be able did. to do 
steroids. Breaks my heart. Everyone should be able my to do steroids. My heart broke for her. I read that article. I want to see ago. people go faster, jump higher, be stronger than. Uh, no, but if it's possible. illegal to use performance enhancing drugs and then you get busted for not it doing it, it's, I, it's, it breaks my heart. I'm just I'm sad for her. I'm make it her. give give uh, the, and like the whole thing like a uh, Loki. He got in. Uh, Tom Hiddleston got in shape to be Thor, and then they cast him as Loki, and he was like so grateful because he's like, "This is not, <laughs> this is not maintainable." Was it really down to like between the two mm-hmm. of them? They were both testing. Yeah. I didn't realize they were both testing for it. He signed a contract for Loki or Thor. <gasps> His contract was for both characters. Was Hemsworth also considered for both, or was I, he only? I can't up imagine. For, he I can't imagine him being Thor. anything but Thor. I, that's amazing to me. I didn't know that. That's yeah. so cool. All right. So going back to Thor or going back to Loki, Loki. I loved it, but I know you're more into it well, just, I just because of... I love what they're building with it. I love what they're building up to. Um, I love that. The I love the casting. The thing is, this show more than Falcon and the Winter Soldier and more than WandaVision really just allows the actors to play. And that's what I yeah. like about the premise of the show. They get to be wild. They get to be fantastical and cosmic and do all kinds of cool comic booky things. But then on top of that, these actors, you know, Owen Wilson, breath of fresh air. Oh, my gosh. So glad to see him being the most Owen Wilson. So great to see him. Owen Wilson ever. Yes, but it works insanely well. Like, like you, don't know, you don't know who the real bad guy of the series is. You don't. Now the, the comic, because again, I'm I mm-hmm. didn't grow up reading all it's, of. All it's of also these. a version of TVA is really. I was gonna say, what do you think of TVA? The TVA is a very niche, like the thing. The, what Marvel does well is it goes in on some deep cuts, the yeah. MCU, and it's like, hey, you remember that obscure title where there's like, I think the TVA is probably in, you know, in the whole canon of comics of Marvel of Marvel comics, it's probably in less than two percent. Oh, wow. It's tiny. It's tiny. Like the time And it's going to be such a huge part of the series. Because they're trying to build out the scope of everything. So like you have you have the Eternals coming yeah. shortly hereafter. Do you think we're going to see them? The Eternals? Yeah. Or we're is that going to say Eter- a mystical, we're not the see three the figures? We're going to see the Eternals, but we're going to probably see Celestials, who are the ones who created the Eternals. Oh, interesting. The thing is, interesting. is that Iron Man started with the story of one person. And then that one person's journey into this greater, bigger world. Now you have Loki, a man out of time. A man out of time, yeah. Time traveling to stop maybe himself. Maybe a version of himself. A version of himself. Um, There's just so much possibility to just let Tom Hiddleston play. And, and I you love can it. see him He's enjoying every single second of and it. And I think of all of the actors, the major group of um all the marvel heroes yeah i think he has been afforded and it's neat speaks to the character who's given and also his work as an actor he has been given the most latitude to do whatever the heck he wants with that character yes my mind is still spinning that it was between that he was up for thor and that he had tested for thor i can't well because chris did such an amazing job i can't picture anyone but chris as uh, thor and anyone but tom as Loki. Jensen like, Ackles, the guy from Supernatural. Yeah, he's... He's playing Soldier he's Boy. Entering, yeah. Uh, on uh, The Boys, on which the boys. is a parody mocking version of Captain America. He was up to play Captain America as well. Not... I could see that side by side with Chris Evans. They're, they're along the same. But again, 
It Chris was cast Evans. so well. I can't yeah. picture Chris anyone Evans but Chris Cap. Evans yeah. and that's, as Captain America. That's one of that speaks to is that Sarah Haley Finn that does oh, a lot yes. of the casting. Oh, she yes. just, I met her many, many years it ago. It just speaks to the immense work that casting directors and casting associates do yeah. to partner with their producers and really explain their visions and like making all of those, like making that collaboration yeah. work and then working with the actors so that if, they can really get them to where they need them to be for those tests. They become the role and it becomes yeah. iconic and you can't imagine anyone else yeah. in that What's, role. What I'm thinking is going to be really cool is, you know, there's only so long that Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston right, can I know. play these they're, characters. They're nearing the end of the... Well, just their, again, their physical ability to continue yeah, to, to continue. stay in the shape. Think about... Because what, they're 10 years in already? Yeah. 11? But think about... Think about um, Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. You just took that thought right out of my head. He was done. Yes, he was. Because no matter how many steroids you stay on, to stay that big at 50 plus, you can't. But I also cannot picture anyone else playing Wolverine. I just can't. He did such a great job. I don't know if you know this, but the world hated him being cast as Wolverine. When it first happened? Yeah. Yeah. Because Wolverine's supposed to be small. Right. Short. Yep. And thick. Yes. I mean, he did, you had, this was months ago, you mentioned, you're like, look back at like the first one or two. It's, and he's, he's not. He's, and he's in good huge, shape. He's yes, in good shape. But he hasn't Wolverined yet. He, he hasn't, hasn't put on 30 pounds of pure muscle. Yeah it's, yeah. it's really hard to put on 30 pounds of pure <laughs> muscle in your late 30s. Yeah. And, and then you think of the third and fourth and, and early fifth. 50s. And that's what you see as Wolverine with Hugh Jackman. But I just, I had forgotten that. And when you were like, no, no, no. And you even pulled up pictures to show me. Yeah. You're like, look at the first, the first one. It's like. He's in good shape, but this he's is not a, this is a, Wolverine. But the like, he was so, yeah. the character wise, he was so Wolverine no, from but, Jump. But he was wasn't. like, whoa. But he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't? No. Oh, that the Bryant Singer. Well, then I, I retract what I just said. No, it's, I mean, your opinion is your opinion. Well, I really it's, don't remember the first movie. Wolverine, <laughs> really Wolverine is a guy who's a little man who doesn't like the fact that he's little and everyone's always, like, he looks up to Cyclops. Can you picture that? Like, think about what that, 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 love, that love triangle with Jean Grey with is. Jean Grey. When, he, when he's not, like, relative height is you and me. Whereas the film with James Marsden, it's... James Marsden is just a hair shorter than Hugh Jackman, I think. I love James Marsden. But, like, think about... Just think so about much. the idea of Cyclops is supposed to be, like, 6'1", six, 6'2", six, and Wolverine's supposed to be, like, 5'4", 5'6". And Jackman is... 6'2", six, 6'6". Six, taller yeah. than Marsden. And, and yeah. Wolverine's supposed to be, like, I think, like, 5'6", and, like, 300 pounds cut up. Wow. Keep in mind his you know his skeletal structure is all metal, so that it's is a true. Little, ups his weight a little that, bit. That is true. <laughs> no, the thing with the with the X Men, the whole first like with Halle Berry's storm and like all of that, it it kind of all blurs. It's together, better that way. And it's I don't truly better to pretend like it's not there. If you start looking okay. into it, a lot of it's probably a little more problematic than you think about. But later on, when Jackman is like. Rah, like the Wolverine, that iconic, you know, where he takes it and he goes across. Yeah, that's from X2. He puts on all of that weight between yeah. two films. Yeah. It's like amazing. that's when you start thinking of It's amazing Wolverine. what you can do with like hundreds of milligrams of all kinds of steroids and having the best trainers and best dietitians in the world. I actually loved, is it the first one or the second one of the kind of reboot of it 
where it was... Um, where are you going, kid? <laughs> you look like you just lost your thought. I did. Why did I just blank? Oh. Days of Future Past when they go back in time? Yeah, and it's the first one with that cast. The first one, that would be... Um, that'd be X-Men First Class. <laughs> I really liked that telling yeah. of it. Yeah, it's and, great. And those and, actors are some of my favorite and they just and they went into that world beautifully. And then when Wolverine appears in the one where they're... Tells them to F off. I love yeah. that. The thing is, again, Fox just screwed up. They didn't tell those stories well. Yeah. They tried to tell a story over a period of time. They tried to make those characters age into the characters from the first three Brian Singer films. Yes. That wasn't going to happen and make any kind of GD sense. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, my, my thing to come back to Loki, Loki is what MCU largely does so well is it allows their actors to be fans of the properties yeah. and to play. Is that why there's so much, and I don't mean to be saying anything bad about DC or about um, X-Men or anything like that, but is that why Marvel, th- those films and those characters and these shows are just so much better? Well, overall, I mean the DC, the DC television shows, the Arrowverse on CW. That's true. CBS, You've watched that. I haven't really watched much though, of that. the Flash shows. Those are all good. Yeah. Because they're the thing is is comic books are there are disparate weird versions of every character, and if you try to narrow your focus in too much to one version of the character, Yeah, you lose a lot of the nuance of that character. And I think that's the problem with what Zack Snyder did, uh, uh, is that he was trying to a very small, narrow version yeah. of these characters, but he didn't establish a world to necessarily tell those very niche, small versions, so those things didn't all line up. Then you... Um, Oh, pa- and then Patty Jenkins, right? Who directed Wonder Woman? The first, yeah. Like you, you just kind of like, these things amazing. don't end up linking up because you don't have a cohesive vision. Mm. Whereas the MCU, once they re- kind of realized what they had, they put they it put Feige in charge of all of, of it. Of all of it, and yeah. he he was able to kind of even when they made mistakes like Thor: The Dark World, they didn't realize that they were going to be using the Infinity Saga yet. So or the, the Infinity oh. Gauntlet yet. So they just kind of like made the reality stone the ether, even though that those two things weren't supposed to be the same thing. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, they had to make the reality stone red because they made the ether the reality stone, even though I think the reality stone's a different color. Different, oh, that's yeah. funny. So, so like, they went back and realized that They kind of like Oops. retconned internally. Yeah. DC never kind of does that. Marvel just ends up having a longer scope and because their, um, their teams are bigger fans of the genre. Yeah, you can you can tell that. Everyone yeah. who works on the show in front of camera and behind, they are all so like huge fans. Huge yeah. fans and they're loving it. They're loving it. And I love watching you when we watch these shows together and Loki that first episode, I think for the first time ever, I was truly watching just watching the, the show. show. That's cool. It like pulled me in in a way where I was like, all right, okay, where I'm excited. Where is this going? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yay. Well, I'm excited to watch episode yeah. two. We'll Come talk on. about it next week. Let's go. Um, Let's watch it. One last little thing, and then we'll, and then we'll go watch Luki. Mm. Uh, Lila starts camp on Monday, so we'll, oh, we'll this talk This is going to be like a 45-minute tangent. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm, I'm, I'm sprinkling in that that'll be a main thing we talk about next week. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But yes, she starts, she starts camp on, on Monday. Loki.
<laughs> you gotta you gotta do the Loki. But, but do the little thingy. Up all night to get Loki. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's... All right. We'll go. We'll go watch Loki. Well, I love you. I love you too. So much, and thank you all for tuning in. Like you said. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And this, this has, has been, been Married, Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Love is love. Love is love is love. Black lives matter. Yes. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. And stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Stop the hate. Vote. Get a vaccine. Yes. Bye. Bye.